It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, we are today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a place where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. Have you, you guys have both been here before. This is Alan Wilshire is here with us today. Yes. And Ashley McLaren. Hello. Two guests whose name begin with the same letters. Ooh. Alan yes. and Ashley. And mm. Andrew yes. Duhon, oh, whose name also begins with an A. Uh. Very confusing. That's happened before, actually. Has it? I think last time we had people with names whose both names started with the same letter. Remember? No. Triple A is no. better than double A. Triple A. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> so we Alan, can go by Alan Wilsh, Ashley McLaren, and Andrew Duhon. We could not uh, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. a good idea. We could have numbers. <laughs> that's that's a bit uh, something, isn't it? Something. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Wayfair. Wayfair has got. Uh, they have a special three-hour happy hour here every day from four to seven, where things are cheap. I know you guys haven't paid anything for these drinks, mm. but how, what are you drinking? Actually, that looks good. The it's Wayfair got, margarita. It's got it like grass in it or something. It's very tasty. What's the grass in there? Uh, oh gosh, you know I hadn't noticed. Now I'm wondering. <laughs> is think that it's supposed, supposed to be, to be there. there? Oh, yeah, oh, I, think it's it's I think it's time. Actually. Time. time. Oh, that's time. nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Alan, what are you drinking? Something to do with I'm red breast uh, whiskey. Yes, some Irish whiskey right. on the rock. So Alan, you know something about booze? A little bit. You're a professional drinker. Drinker. Yes. Yes. They tend to make the best bartenders. That's true. You, but you actually make drinks for a living. Yes, actually, uh, I do. At or the, at, at, at some point, they let me these days. At something called the AC Hotel on Bourbon Street, which That's right. I've never heard of. I yeah, we're actually uh, we're the first AC in the U.S. Uh, I believe four others are open now, but uh, we were the first one. We've been open since December. What does AC stand for? AC actually stands for Antonio Catalan, who's a Spanish oh. hotelier, designer. The brand is... Inventor us. of alternating current. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> I what I thought so. It's multifaceted, yeah. <laughs> multifaceted. Yeah. Antonio Catalan. Yep. I think I might write that down. It's another good, it's an A name. Yeah. Another part of the family. Yeah. He sounds like he might be Spanish. Yeah, actually the brand is from Barcelona. Right. Say Catalan? And, uh, Catalan. Marriott, Marriott brought them here to give themselves a little bit of a Spanish, Spanish vibe, yeah. change things up a little bit. I got a feeling you might speak Spanish, Ashley. Is that right? I don't speak Spanish. Well, my my mother's side of the family is Spanish of various Spanish descents, but no, I don't. I mean, I'm not fluent anymore at all. Anymore? So, so you used to. When speak Spanish. When I was Spanish. younger, yes, and, and when I go to Spain, you get fluent very easily when you go there and you're sort of immersed. But really, yeah, I don't think I, I would. Do you, Andrew? You go to Spain. Actually, you're going next week, I think, aren't you? No. Mm. <laughs> where, where are you going to? <laughs> going to the UK. Ah, oh, they don't speak any the Spanish. Same thing. There. It's the same no, thing. Yeah. It's close. It's the UK, so. Spain. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. Europe. I have well, my Spanish friends tease me because they, they say, you know, Ashley, she lives in the present because I can only speak in the present tense. There's no future. There's no past. <laughs> I can't conjugate it. That's you know, like so being in the moment. Exactly. But, but that's I'm only very, when you're in Spain. You can only, only be in yeah, the moment. Only when I'm thinking about being in Spain that I'm in the moment. Yeah. So how could you speak Spanish in the first place? My grandfather was fluent in Spanish, and so I sort of listened to him, but also was very interested. My mother did not speak a word of Spanish, which was that was awesome. her dad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. it was her father. So he but didn't make her speak when she was a kid. Didn't make her speak, you know, because he moved here, and you know, wasn't his priority. Where did he, wasn't, he move from? Actually, he moved from um, Mexico because I think he, he, they had come. His family had come from Spain, moved to Mexico, and then moved to New Iberia, Louisiana, which is mm-hmm. how 
there you go. How we ended up Iberia, Spain. That's I how guess it all there, sort of ended up. you're yeah. from New Iberia originally. You were my born family, there? no, my family is all born in New Iberia. So my mom's side of the family, I look nothing like my. Incidentally, I look nothing like my family. I'm definitely the McLaren side, blonde hair, blue eyes. But my, if you see anyone else in my family, they are all olive skin, black hair, black eyes. You know, very except dark. for you. Except for me and a few other cousins <sighs> that have sort of gotten watered down over the years. So yeah. What does your mom look like? Does she look like my? You? No, I look actually. I mean, I guess sort no of one looks like you. Not your no, mother. Not your father. My, not no, your my no. I'm definitely like my father. The blonde hair, blue eyes, absolutely from my father. My mom was olive skin, dark hair, beauty. And when I grew, I've dyed my hair so many times because that whole family, you, know, you envy that and you want whatever you don't have. Do you? And so, yeah, I, apparently you do. That's mm. what they tell me, I guess. Really? That's, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have naturally when you this, don't? This is it. That's your natural yeah, hair this color. Is it, yeah. Boy, so. it's beautiful. It's blonde. Oh, like, thank every, you. Doesn't everybody want to be blonde? Well, not when I was a kid. I did not want to be blonde. So you I've dyed to be dark it probably head like the rest of the new Iberians. Exactly, exactly. Did you grow Those up? Cajun queens. Did you grow up in New Iberia? No, I did not. I mean, I Where'd spent every summer there. Shreve, Shreveport. <laughs> I don't tell oh, many. I feel like now we're like intimate. Sexy. Yeah, exactly. Now we're very intimate because I don't yeah. tell many people. I don't blast that around. You like keep Shreveport. That, you keep that hidden. Yeah, well, I'm not what so hidden, but it's secret. not like the. It's not the first okay. ten things I tell someone. Usually. It's not the first ten. Oh, yeah. That's now we're into something great. <laughs> yep. The first Uh-oh. ten things I we tell someone. Right into it. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. Alan, oh, what are the Lord, first ten things you would tell someone? First ten. The first ten things. What's what's I don't even think that far ahead. Ten. Ten. First okay, three. three. What's the first three <laughs> things you would think people want to know about you first? Oh, well, I guess uh, my name, Alan. Okay, that's uh, one, Alan. Know, all right. That way they know what to call me. Uh, what I like to do, which is, you know, experience good food and good drink. Uh, I love trying new spots in the city. Is someone uh, being murdered over here? <laughs> did you, did you Something say, was I, really funny over that's there. That's the second thing is you like good food and you like good drink. What do I like to do? So what's my my name? What I like to do, not what I do for a living, but what I like yeah, to do. Yeah, what I like, I mean, what I like to do and what I do actually happens to be the same thing, which is, you know, why okay. I, I like my job so much because... You I like to drink and eat. I like to drink and eat and I like to make other people drink and eat and have a good time. Okay. Yeah, spread spread the joy a little bit. Yeah, you're the beverage and food manager of the AC Hotel, I see it says here, not food and beverage, which it's normally called. You're the, That's is right. That a typo? We, uh, we focus on the beverage at the AC. I oh, see so you put it first on purpose. Yep, the entire so booze uh, first. Yeah, the entire philosophy is on that's the sort of cocktail a New Orleans theme actually. and uh, <laughs> beverage side of things. Yeah, that's more New Orleans than than Barcelona, I would have thought. Yeah, well, I mean, the way I look at it is, you're coming to New Orleans. There's so many awesome restaurants here. You know, we're we're not really there to keep you in our hotel and serve you our food. We're there to tell you where to go eat. Yeah. However, that's a good philosophy. Yeah, mm. mostly they want to trap you in this so you spend more money at the bar. I was going to say, is it a good business a plan different. though? But, uh, you, you like know. to kick people out of your hotel so they go spend money <laughs> on Bourbon Street. Are you Street. still here? Please <laughs> go to Herb Saint or you know wherever. You don't want one of my stupid drinks. Go down Bourbon Street <laughs> no, and have a big ass beer. No, our drinks actually keep people at the bar, which is the interesting thing. Like People come to the bar. Like We have a big pre-dinner rush, and then they almost always come back and tell us about their... We send them out to all these great different restaurants, and then they almost always come back around 10, 30, 11 and tell us about their experience, and then they finish their night at the bar. Oh, that's great. Are you yeah. there all night? Pretty much, yeah. What, what are your work hours? Um, I have a unique work hours. I was originally the lead uh, bartender there. Right. And so part of my deal with taking over the management position was I still want to bartend. That's what my real passion is. is you said, you know what, I, okay, I'll manage the whole joint if I can still work a shift. If I can still bartend every once in a while. So I have. That's very unusual, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, you have to do what you like. And You like 
being a bartender better than being oh, an yes. administrator. You get to be creative. All right. Absolutely. And um, hmm. so I still get to hop behind the stick every once in a while. And the stick, hop is that what they call the it? Stick. Yeah, that's industry talk for... The stick? Yeah, hopping behind the old bar and okay. whipping out drinks I never knew that. Did you know that, Andrew? Didn't know that. Actually, you ever heard what? that? I never heard that. The stick. I'm gonna I like it, though. I might use it for other things, too. Is the stick the bar the or the swizzle stick, or what's the stick? I believe the stick? the stick is probably... I don't even know what it's uh, based on, but oh. maybe the muddler... Could yeah, be the, okay. the tap, mm. uh, all kinds of things that you grip like a stick. Gotcha. Straw. Things yeah. you grip like Behind a stick. That's <laughs> <laughs> another, another subject I have to write down. <laughs> first yeah. three so, this, so the first thing people I want to know about you is your name. The second thing is what you like to do, which is the same as what you do for a living, which is good. What would the third thing people would like to know about you? Uh, let's see. I guess maybe uh, where I'm headed. I don't know. Hey. Which I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> so that's a, I don't know where I'm headed. I'm These are good answers, down. though. Uh, yeah. You know. And if you've, if you've only got three, that's pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Where are you? So you don't know where you're headed. You have no clue about the future. You know, I just kind of take it one day at a time. Why do you think anybody would want to know that, where you're headed? Uh, I mean, that's what I'm interested in. So when that's, a, that's a question <laughs> you like to ask other people. Right. So, okay. One of my favorite parts about bartending is that everyone has a story. Yeah. And they come to your bar, especially at a hotel bar, and especially a European one. They're from all over the world. And every single one of them has something to, you know, they have a story to tell. They have... A past they have some reason they're in New Orleans and uh, you know that's a really great part about bartending in the city is you meet people from everywhere and everyone that's is the so whole, diverse that's the whole uh, concept behind happy hour <laughs> that's right that's amazing happy who's here isn't it yeah it's incredible I mean, who's it's, in New Orleans it, at least once a week I meet someone who I'm just like well I'm glad I met that guy yeah do you keep in touch with people oh yes absolutely um so Jurassic World just came out Okay. And, I, uh, I wasn't expecting that. So at, a previous <laughs> that is true. at a previous job, I was at the uh, Renaissance Pair Marquette, and I had the crew for that movie, which was shot here in my hotel for four months, and we got pretty close. And a couple of them surprised me on New Year's Eve and flew into New Orleans and spent their whole New Year's Eve at the bar with me. Wow. So, yeah. That's I mean, nice. You so make people some, make some actual great, friends. Yeah, some actual good friends. Were they in Jurassic World? Uh, one of them is the guy who actually designs all of the dinosaurs. He's the main CGI guy for Jurassic Park. Hmm. And then the, his girlfriend, is the uh, she was the travel coordinator on that movie. Wow, I didn't even know that was made here. Where'd they shoot that? With the dinosaur world and all that? Uh, that well, they shot it in Hawaii, and then they shot it here at the airport at Six... <laughs> remember the, the Six Flags? Have you seen right? it yet? At Six yeah. Flags. No, I haven't that seen it. Six Have Flags. you seen it? Oh, yeah, I saw it. What'd it you was, think? It was good. I mean, I think it was the best one since the second one. The first and Did second one were pretty good. How many are this there? It's like number five, I, I think. think. Oh, yeah, I think okay. this is the fourth or fifth one. I yeah. don't know. I clearly have the, not Well, they're all, the, they're all exactly <laughs> But it's funny the because... Same. It's like, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like Dinosaurs how, running how after people. Like it's like Rambo, dinosaurs. you know, meets yeah. Frankenstein. This yeah. one, they actually... Yeah, actually, Chris yeah. Pratt was not a famous actor yet. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've got this big A-list celeb. And I was like, I've never heard of him because Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't come out yet. But, yeah, I met all these guys. And then this was almost two years ago now. And now the movie's out. So I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody knows who he is now. Well, those people must do a lot of drinking if you got to know them that well. Oh, yeah, they would come straight to the bar after after <laughs> a long day. That's a day. long day with the dinosaurs. Yeah. So you have a kid, right, Ashley? So you must go to see these. Or the, is I your do have a kid. He's a little young for the Jurassic. So, yeah, there's a movie coming out this weekend, actually, that we'll go see. But it's not. Um, but, yeah, it's not. He's a little. He would probably love it, but it would probably give him nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he would love would it in the scared. moment. But then later I'd have to pay for it. So, no, we're not going there. How old is he? Uh, four. He'll be five in October. Oh, my goodness. And so. you just moved here with him. He well, was I moved here um, 2011. So it was ex- I lived exactly 10 years, almost to the week of um, in New York, and then I moved down here. So you so. got out of Shreveport pretty quick. 
Uh, graduated from, I actually went to undergrad in Shreveport and then went to UT and then ended up in New York and then back down. So I left in 95. I left Shreveport in 95. And then I was like, I'm never going back to Louisiana ever. Oh, except New Orleans. So well, that's not quite like the rest of Louisiana here. No, it's not. Well, and when I thought about moving back closer to home, it was either going to go back to Austin or here. And I thought that the only place I would ever live in Louisiana would be New Orleans. So, yeah, absolutely. Shreveport's not, not on the list. I not did this great. Not, I did not this even a long list. I did this great thing and I... Um, I don't even know where it is, unfortunately. Where did I put it? It was, I looked you up on Twitter. Here it is, your oh, Twitter profile. Lord. Oh, that picture is different. Oh, the picture is from <laughs> it's LinkedIn. Like so perfect. So I just Googled <laughs> your name before the show, and this oh, is what scary. came up. I got, I got the, uh, I got the LinkedIn bullshit. Okay, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Twitter, so your Twitter profile awesome. is awesome. Listen to this. All I didn't these, know I had a Twitter profile. You wrote it. <laughs> I must have, well, All I must these, have done well, it a long time ago. Well, someone wrote it for you. Well, I, I think know. I maybe had this idea a long time ago about being on Twitter, and then I never really yeah. did it. So I. What, what is the tattoo uh, on your wrist? This is actually my son's birthday, so it's 10, 12, 10. 10, 12, 10. Yeah. And Roman numerals. Yes. I thought it might have been the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I That's love the only Roman numerals. Yeah, exactly. Every time I've ever seen the Roman numerals anywhere is yeah, no. 40 something, whatever the yeah. hell it was. <laughs> whatever what was that it? Was. Super oh, Bowl. God, what was the number? Know. 43 or something? 45? 46? I feel like we've had 40. No, no, no idea. idea. We, we haven't had. I don't think we've had 50. The last one was 49, right? Was it? Okay. Was I was going to say, I don't feel so the next one's going to be 50 or so. It's going to be a so big one. So what, what made you get that tattooed on your wrist um, in case you forget his birthday? Yeah, that's what my, yeah, my sister's, yeah. <laughs> my sister's very conservative and she's like, oh, so you're going to forget his birthday. Um, I just sort of was wanting another tattoo probably is the real reason. And then I thought, well, it needs to be meaningful. And so that's, I actually have. That looks like it might have hurt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, none of them feel good. If anyone ever is like, no, it doesn't hurt. They're sticking needles got, in your have arm. Have you got other ones? <laughs> um, I have one on my ankle. What's that say? Um, it's just a design I mean I was 20 when I got it so it was some design I drew because I thought I was an art student and needed to have like a fancy art tattoo so well you were an art student I was an art student um yeah so you didn't just think you were an art student well I was an art no I was actually an art student but I thought well I thought I was an art student who therefore needed to have a fancy tattoo tattoo. what is it what's the design of it's just the it's okay hold on I'm gonna have to break the rule and back up from the microphone that's okay let's take a look at it oh Oh, nice. That is pretty nice. It's sort of like um, it almost looks like a set of dolphins. Well, it's sort—it's just it's like, like something off a building. It's like filigree. I just sort of kept drawing. At home, there's a fancy art tattoo <laughs> on her ankle. It's an official <laughs> fancy art tattoo. If you go to the dictionary, fancy art tattoo. It was. That's you know, the only two you've got, though. Those are the See, only. See this two one, interesting. It's got X something or other. What does it See, say? See, I've also changed my tastes over oh, the years. I went well, from. I went from tattoos. Well, right? I went. I went from being an art student to an architect, and so it became very like minimal and you know fonts. Right. I was obsessed with fonts for Where years. Actually, I sort of still am obsessed with fonts. But um, Helvetica, very good documentary. Uh, so, the sad thing about this though is that the tattoo artist was not great. In fact, not very good at all. So really? I'm, I'm sort of disappointed in the way it turned out, but. Hmm. It's, it's simple how enough would you to have made X dot X well because you can see you just <laughs> you can see the imperfections and it's right in my face all the oh, time oh I suppose if you're really and especially like if it's like this is my favorite day uh, exactly exactly oh you're so. staring at this <laughs> fucked up font for the, whole <laughs> for the rest of my oh, life oh that is just horrible <laughs> yeah it's pretty sad what, let, let's take a look at it what is okay. actually wrong with that font okay, to so me you it can looks see, totally fine well okay so that X is all jacked up but then there's also this is supposed to be a solid line but you can see where the absence well, I could fill yeah. that in for you with my pen yeah, right now. Go. Every day, I should just wake up and fill. Why it. don't you just it's go just back as, to somebody it's and not get as it fixed? Well, I've gone back, and they, you know, right. the fixing probably would. There's a first of all, I'm not going to go back to the same person. So I went to right. a different person who then suggested that 
you know, if the only way to fix it is to really sort of disguise it and add much more to it. Oh, but because ooh, of the business I'm in, I can barely have this tattoo, much less, yeah. you know. Because you work in the construction I'm, business. Yeah, You're a project manager. I'm a project a manager for a con I know all about company. you. I know, yeah, apparently <laughs> yeah. so. I, gotcha. know I thought I it was interesting that the name of the construction company is Veneer. Well, it's Vanner. It's pronounced Vanner. It's pronounced Vanner because <laughs> it's, after these, it's after these, like, Nordic... These oh. gods that are uh, commerce, Vikings. god of commerce, Vikings, exactly, god of commerce. Look at you. Do you know something about that, Mr. Wilshire? I watched the show Vikings. There so <laughs> there's a show called <laughs> now Vikings. I'm an, now I'm an expert. How do you have time to watch a show if you're up to all hours of the night? Making I actually drinks? have well, a pretty actually, set sleeping regime where I sleep from 5 a.m. to noon every day. Okay. Mm. So, I mean, from the time the bar closes to 5, I get a little bit of time in there to okay. know, catch up on my Vikings. What time does the bar close? Uh, our bar closes at 12, and then other bars close later. So, so. you can go out for drinks after. Yes. Basically. So you finish work at midnight, That's and then right. you've got free five hours of... You know, I, I like to uh, go out and spend time with other guys in the same industry. We have, we have pretty unique personalities and, you know, tend to hear a lot of great stories. And Jesus Christ, you spend all night listening to people telling you stories, and then you want to go out and hear more stories oh you want to tell you your guys story you already I guess, know i guess i like stories i don't know you do you should yeah. be a writer yeah actually i do hope to be a writer one day there what you are you waiting for yeah i write, write it down. i write now right. i just not, you do i'm not seriously pursuing it what kind of stuff do you write i write anything uh, one of my buddies that i grew up with went to university of virginia for writing and now he's a writer a real one in new mm -hmm. york city mm -hmm. what does he write he writes all kinds of uh you know, little mini novels, short stories, cool. uh, little excerpts mm -hmm. uh, for anyone who will publish him. So I wrote him one time, 10 years after we'd hung out, and I just said, man, I write all the time, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, mm -hmm. what do I do? And he was just like, carry a pencil on you and, you know, just keep a notepad by your bed when you wake up from dreams, scribble it down. Journal, journal, journal. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm not, like, trying to organize anything I've ever written, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's are you going to come up with, like, a thing that joins it all together that makes like a, a novel so. I feel like one day if I have the time I'll just like go somewhere for a couple months and just organize it all and maybe there's a story in there somewhere what do you write it on all kinds of stuff I actually prefer doing it by hand so you have yellow pads or notebooks yeah or I do keep uh, notes I just got this phone but my old phone which I this cracked a huge phone, this and thing. lost uh, I had tons time. of notes on there but uh you lost the notes that were on your phone Yes, mm. unfortunately. Oh, oh that's, that's a tough. fatal Which is why mistake to not make again. And I actually feel like like you're holding a pen right now. Yes, as I'm you write right. by hand, I just feel like it, because it's so much slower, it gives your mind time to like catch up with your next thought. Mm. I have the problem though that if I write by hand, I can't read it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not even that. kidding. And that's I do true. write in cursive. <laughs> I do write in cursive as well, which I just found out they don't teach in school anymore. But it's so much faster. They don't teach cursive in school. They don't teach handwriting at all anymore. Yeah, they, they teach stopped. keyboarding. Are you serious? Yes. They don't teach handwriting in they school? They don't teach handwriting in school. Well, that cuts out a whole class. Is there a no, because it's keyboarding now. It's not cutting out a class. It's a different... You still have to learn to write, but you write on a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Right. I guess sensible. It's, but I guess that, it's type. Like, is I'm that really school, true, I though? Typewriting? I did you take typewriting? Well, I, took, I guess, no, it was middle school. I took typewriting classes. I did, too, yeah. yeah. You did? But it was... I'm setting my age right there. You know, like, I chose right. to take that class. Well, it's sensible. It's a good now idea now to learn to type. Can you type without looking? For the most part. Can you part. still do it? Yeah. Alan, yeah, can you do your it? Your home base, yeah. yeah. Can you? Yeah. Andrew, can you type without looking? Yep. 
Shit. Especially with spell check. I can type. I could probably not even touch. And now it highlights it. Yeah, you make a mistake, <laughs> it highlights it right well, or away. Or it fixes it automatically. Maybe right not exactly how you meant it, yeah. but sometimes yeah. that's actually better. It's better, right? It's poetry. <laughs> it's like I don't. Fills, I don't like the thing you know. telling me that I fucked yeah. up. I, I like <laughs> turning it off. That thing. Yeah, I like to coin my own words. Yeah, and it doesn't get it. I know? hate that when it comes up with a squiggly red line underneath every it's single like word auto I text. I hate auto text. Oh, yeah. auto text is terrible. That's annoying too. Yeah. So, so you so you have you have you're a writer as well. No, no, no you're a handwriter. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trained as an architect, so you know you have that whole oh, that, again the font obsession. That, so you like yeah. That, that was actually what I went to undergrad for originally. Oh, really? was To be an architect, and I realized I'm just. You realize you can't. You, you realize what? What did you I realize? Wasn't, I wasn't really interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> then I well, that's a good yeah. thing to figure out earlier. My grandfather was an architect, and I always wanted to like follow in his footsteps. But after one semester, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Not really feeling this anymore. I've been doing it. Work. Yeah, I've been what doing do it for a long time. What do you do first in architecture school? In you don't start off drawing. Don't you have to do math or engineering? No, you or start. I mean, it's it's insane. I d- only did it as grad school. I did not do it as undergrad. So, but that's even worse because oh. you're this 18 year old who has to have a ma- or 17, however you s- old you are when you start college, and you have to have this amazing drive because you basically turn your life off for an undergrad five years and for grad two to three. And that's all you do. I lost friends. I lost, you know, relationship where you, you try to explain to people, no, I really am still working. They're like, no, you're not. You're just ignoring me. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm really in the studio. I promise that's what I'm doing. Cause you what just, does the studio look like? A studio is a lot of really tired, potentially smelly, smoke-ridden people. But um, what does the place look like? It's got high tables, like drafting it's table. High drafting table. Well, this is this is. It depends on what school you go to. Because a lot of people are very, com- right. or a lot of schools are very computer oriented. The school I went to was not. It was sort of. They didn't want you to get into computers till later. They wanted to understand the sort of tactile quality of architecture first. So it's got, by the end of the semester, it's just a bunch of, there's even like sleeping quarters, people sort of no. make little cots. Yeah. I'm not joking. And then there's paper and material and glue and just shit everywhere. And then like a model that you might have used, but you also sort of cannibalized for some new model. It's just, it's oh, you have to know how to make models. Oh, yeah. Lots oh, yeah. of, oh, and lots of blood because there's a lot of exacto knife cuts, especially, you know, you're doing this at four in the morning and, you know, if there's not an emergency room visit, then you didn't do it right. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty. Wow. I didn't know that was what's going on in architecture school. Oh, yeah. It's, um, and I'm glad I, think I got that out that of it. But I also think I there's did. some people who think it's supposed to be more brutal than it probably has to be. So there's something like they feel like it's like don't, medical school. Yeah. You don't have street cred unless you're, you know, you form some addiction during graduate wow. school. So what were you addicted to? Um, what was I addicted to? I was, uh, I don't know. I, cause I, I was a, definitely a smoker. I quit smoking when I a lot of these people school, in, but in but architecture like school doing are they doing like there were a lot of people who like did coke a lot of drugs a lot of coke yeah it's a lot of coke stuff to keep you up yeah it's a lot it's stuff to keep you up there's definitely or then like then you sort of you know round out when there's when your you know review is over and then you binge drink and you know smoke a lot of pot so it's well in college in general these days well that's true. everyone is on uh what is it adderall yeah mm. adderall is like the wonder drug I've seen someone snort Adderall off a drafting Ooh. table. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. I, I have it's friends who cannot function yeah. without it. <laughs> it's not. Burn. And Feel what's funny is it's illegal. That drug doesn't exist in South and Central America. Like, mm. you can't get it down there. I have a buddy that lives down there who flies home every few months to get his Adderall filled because it's... It's sort of the opposite of what other people do They don't recognize it. And they're like, no, just suck it up and yeah. do your work. Yeah. But Adderall is the anti-ADD drug. Right. Right. But people... But they don't have ADD in south of the border? They don't acknowledge ADD. Is it like a real... It doesn't exist. Is it in the DSM-5, whatever that... 
Now it United is. In America, Nations in America it is. In America. We have uh, our own America, mental... In the United States it is. I'm not going to say I thought that was an international thing, the DSM. I thought it was like an international it is, but directory it of mental illness. I think it varies from country to country. So we have our own mental illness in the United States. I they believe, don't have South of the border. I just got back from Peru, and I can tell you they don't know what ADD is. What are the, well, they don't have the same alphabet. Maybe, maybe we they call it something else. <laughs> you mean they don't know what a good high is, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how did you find that out in Peru? Um, I, that's, a good qu- that's a good question. How did I find that out? Yeah, man, I wouldn't be talking to you I went, about I went to visit my friend who lives there, and he's one of those people that he's needs American. Adderall all the time to focus and did, work. Did he ask you to bring some down? He did, actually. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not comfortable doing that, uh, mainly it, because... I, don't, I wouldn't know how to get it. I was going to say, how would you get a prescription? Well, I mean, and I guess there are ways. Like, if they pull this you go to the Canadian drugstore <laughs> online. You just, you like everybody else he does, should huh? just be able to go online and get yeah. it. Right? Yeah, the Silk Road, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, so I think that guy's in jail. You can't <laughs> get it from him. Yeah, he's so done. it says here on this thing that they gave me about you, too, it says that you're VP of operations at Tiger Latin American Trade Source. Thing. Yes, yes. So not right. only are you a bartender and an ex-architect and other interesting stuff which we haven't gotten through here <laughs> but you're actually the vice president of operations and i looked this up on facebook just this afternoon so i know this is true tiger latin american trade source inc has got twelve thousand likes on their facebook page that is the company that uh the guy was flying him and i are partners we've been building that for about nine months you've had this for nine months and you've got twelve thousand people like we've been doing this show for about well, three years <laughs> we're about five people like this on well we're in about how did you do that 50 countries i think we, we sell well we're all over the world yeah. We're, we're on the World Wide Web. I'm, I'm we have, don't have that many. How do you, what, what is this Tiger Latin American Trade Sourcing? This is, uh, so I used to be an operations manager for a company that did merchandise liquidation all over Central and South America. This is pretty boring, but they went out of business. Not yet, it's not. <laughs> merchandise liquidation, that sounds good so right there. So a product in America becomes stagnant or mm-hmm. whatever, stops selling. They've got a warehouse full of it. Warehouse space is expensive. They need to get rid of it. We liquidate it in Central and South America. Liquidate means sell it, right? Sell at a loss almost because these products are still on shelves in Walmart. So they can't can't disrupt that market. Right. So if Walmart finds out they're selling it to people for less than they're selling it to them, they get in trouble. Uh, So they they sell it to us. We then take it out of the country. And And what sort of stuff are we talking about? Uh, mainly textiles and as seen on TV goods. So you know the commercials, the late night commercials. What's a textile exactly? It's a shirt. Textiles are like, yes, blankets, comforters, pillowcases. So not yet a shirt. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay, so it's blankets and sheets. But you're buying for pennies on the dollar and selling to lesser countries. What kind of a sheet doesn't sell at Walmart? No, it sells. It's just they want to bring in their new pattern Uh, or their new, you know, design for the next quarter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I make sheets and Walmart buys 20,000 of my sheets and then comes around to the next season whatever the sheet season is and they've still got a whole bunch of it left on the shelf they've already bought it or are they is it on consignment well walmart actually is large enough that they have a deal and this is like getting pretty interesting they have a deal with the manufacturers where whatever they don't sell the manufacturer has to take back okay uh they're that large that they can they can make deals like that so when the manufacturer has to take it back now the manufacturer is stuck with it he calls you and says hey listen and I sell it to Walmart Mexico, which yeah. is funny because that's actually a separate company. Mm. So you would think Walmart would just send it to their Mexican Walmart, but instead they send it back to the manufacturer, sends it to me, and I sell it to Walmart Mexico. So everyone's making money every time it moves, except for the poor guy who made these sheets. Yeah. We thought he had a huge sale to Walmart and Gretna. For the most part. <laughs> now he's fucked up. And Maybe he had a big contract 
bonus when they it's decided funny, to manufacture it. It's funny, though. There's, there's guys who, uh, who I've met who literally started 20 years ago in China with, like, a shack and a couple of machines, and now they own a building in, like, Macau. Like, these, <laughs> China, China is, like, booming. All this really? stuff is coming from China. All of it. <laughs> All the stuff is coming from China. All the stuff All the that's on the shelves at Walmart that they can't sell. Yes. Then yeah. it goes back to China. No, it actually stays in the U.S. for the most part because shipping is also expensive. Right. So, and then I'll ship it from L.A. This all sounds so simple, doesn't it? How does it actually work? Someone, I mean, you're working in a bar and you're up till 5 o'clock in the morning doing stuff, hanging out with your friends, writing a novel. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you find time to be shipping shit out of Walmart down to Mexico? It's, I, I do the operations. So the sales is really the legwork. And that's where my partner and our sales team, which are based out of Peru and Panama, they take care of that. They send me <laughs> a sale. Ta- how did you get into this? I actually got really lucky. I, uh, I had gotten out of the military and I accepted a job as an engineer at California Steel, which I got out there and the, the offer was completely re- different than what they gave me on paper. So I told them to pack sand and uh, I was living in San Francisco bartending and uh, put my resume out there. And this really short Hush. email that just said, hey, I have a job for you in Costa Rica. It's uh, a legitimate yes. job. I need, I need an office manager. Job. Signed. Signed some, it just seemed so sketched, like a scam. So I was like, whatever. Resume, I wanna hear more, that's all I wrote. A week later, she's like, okay, I'm gonna only be in town for three days, so meet me at Starbucks again. So sketch. This is a woman. This is a woman, yeah. From where? She's also from San Francisco, but she was living in Costa Rica. So I met with her at Starbucks. The next day I met the owner of the company, and 10 days later I was in Costa Rica for two years. Nice. Mm. There are worse places. How do you get to be that lucky? And then the company went under, so I started my own. Oh, that's an interesting twist. Yeah. The company went under, so what did they do wrong that you figured out to do right now? What they did wrong was the owners were salespeople. So... They had no idea how to manage money or run a company. And how did you know how to do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, for me, it's just common sense. But for them, I mean, they're very great salespeople. And they made a lot of money in two years. That's how long they were around. Tons of money. And I think they almost felt like, you know, no matter how much they spent, they would make it, make it back in sales, which wasn't the case because, you know, people come collecting eventually. So okay. they went under. So they were thinking short term. And in my, yeah, my year and a half I was there, I had hired a guy, one of my best friends who's now my partner, to break into Latin American sales. When they hired me, they were only in the U.S. Do you speak Spanish? Like a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually working me on gusta. it. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah, I, I can understand it really well. Like you said, I really relate to what you said. You only speak in the present tense. Right. I cannot get the tenses. Yeah. Or you, you know, sort of, you go back and forth, like, I'm, I, I am doing this right now. You know, and I memorize phrases. Yeah. I know. have 50,000 sheets. Can you say that? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I don't have you to say that. Text <laughs> on, yeah, exactly. So what you're, you're, all, you're the operations guy, which means you have to figure out how the sheets get from I do the Walmart and Gretna down to yeah, somewhere I do logistics and accounting, basically. Okay. Yeah. And when do you do this? Whenever an order comes in. So someone else is getting the orders somehow, rather magically. My sales team creates an order. They send it to me. I then coordinate 
the shipping and everything. Are it's you making enough money out of this that you could quit being a bartender on hopefully Canal Street? Hopefully one day. Hopefully one day. I mean, right now, we're all the money is staying in the company and we're expanding. Wait, but I thought you'd love to do that. Will you say hopefully one day? Does that mean you really want to get out of bartending? I will always bartend. Okay, that's my thing. I could be a millionaire off this business and I'll still bartend. That's actually my hobby. Really? Which is what I was... We should write that down and talk to you, which you wouldn't be too long till you are a millionaire, I wouldn't think. Let's hope so. I would say it's, <laughs> it's got to be pretty close, don't you, Andrew, if you think about this? That's I close. I, I, I mean, right all the people the we know, think of all the people we've talked to and we've interviewed on the show. Have you ever heard a story like this before? Uh, some random guy gets no. an email from some random other it's woman hard. and she well, says... It's Go hard to, to break into those sales, though. That, that's the thing. We've, yeah. we've made a lot of progress in the last three months, but the first six months... I mean, we incorporated in Panama. That was a pain because I don't want to pay taxes here. Avoidance. You've even figured out how to not pay taxes. So it's. I need to give you a thousand dollars. The first six months was just basically us creating something out of nothing. We had the accounts, but we didn't have anything to sell them. So you took the accounts over from the other people who failed. Well, those accounts were. They were just sitting there. My partners. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's a good so it's step. a relationships game that, that you had a leg up on when you started, and now it's just building those and more relationships, yeah? Exactly. We're trying to expand on that. He's a great salesman, very personable. He actually did What's this guy's go to college name? in what? Spanish. He did? So he's he, he majored in Spanish and business in Buenos Aires. Oh, that's good. Okay, what's his name, this guy? Uh, his name's Graham Young. Graham Young. Another Graham. And he's okay. great, great friend, childhood friend, and, you know. Where are you from originally? Virginia. From Virginia. Yeah. So you grew up with him in Virginia. Yep. Yeah. Man, that's unusual in itself. Wow, what a great... And we haven't even got to the rest of this. I got more <laughs> facts about you that are equally fascinating. I didn't even know any of this stuff before from my five minutes. It's amazing what you can find in five minutes, by the way, on the internet if you've got nothing better to do. That's actually sort of scary. It's quite amazing. And we're going to get on to the next thing we're going to do is your Twitter profile, actually. Oh, actually. And that's okay. not right. even all. I did all no, this. So, I so found out all this in five minutes. No, but it's today. so frightening because I, I think I set up Twitter like eight years ago. Well, right? then you're so going to get... I'm not going to show you right now. Okay. First of all, Andrew's going to play us a song. Okay. And then we're going to come... Then I have to do these announcements. And then I'm going to come back and um, talk about your Twitter profile. Oh, great. Okay. So now... Andrew, you've been gone for ages, and you're going to be gone again for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going to be next? I missed you, Grant. I know. It's been horrible. Um, I've had to hold I'm the fort by UK, myself. You're going to England, right? Yeah. Yeah, going to England. Make sure going you get a wheelchair. Yeah, maybe I will. I don't That's know where, where that one is. <laughs> That's where Stonehenge is. <laughs> oh, is it really? Stonehenge. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's up north. I don't know if I'll make it that far north. So tell us, uh, give us a vague idea. People who might be listening to this in the UK, where are you going to be, sort of? I mean, you know, every every year I just fly to London and, and the gigs get booked. Well, I book the gigs, but, uh, you know, it's just trains. As I'm, I'm not going too far north this time. There's a lot of good things in the Midlands, yeah. but uh, a lot of good things on the South Shore. Portsmouth. But, uh, You've been to Portsmouth? Portsmouth, doing Portsmouth. Portsmouth's one of my favorite shows, yeah. Well, actually, Wilshire and Stonehenge is in the southwest. Really? Yeah, so right northwest of Portsmouth on your way to London. No kidding. You can just... I'm way off then. I, I, for some reason, I had in my head that I was in Edinburgh and saw shuttles to... I must have been wrong about that. But um, it's not far from Portsmouth, you're Port- saying. Portsmouth is... I love that town. I do have you too, played there? yeah, yeah. yeah. love that town. Great okay. Time. Wait, so Stonehenge isn't far from Portsmouth. That's what you're telling well, me? Well, it's in between to the... So here's Portsmouth, here's London, which... Yeah. Is up there yeah. to the <laughs> west, <laughs> almost west, right in the middle is 
Wilshire and Stonehenge. Oh, that's kind of my hood. I didn't realize that. I, yeah, you're that, right. That You've never been to Stonehenge. You can no, go now. No, I haven't. Haven't. You've got to send yeah. us a photo from Stonehenge. That would be cool. Are we doing Stonehenge tonight? Hey, why don't I do these sponsor messages first? Great. Okay, Sounds good great. idea. Let's just mention these very kind people who make our show possible today. Today's show is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, like some people, you don't have a pet, do you? For sure, Alan. Do. Passed away over Christmas. Oh, that's really what sad. What sort of a pet was it? She was a little five-pound Maltese. Ah, oh, they lived for a long time too. She was. How yeah, old was she? She was eight and a half. That's very young for a Maltese. What got her? We actually, it's it's like I said, it's a sad story. We we went to a wedding and we came home and she was in her little house. Like it was sudden. Oh. And it was my she it was my girlfriend's dog. Oh, she must have had a heart attack or something. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's eight and a half years she had her since she was born. And oh my god! Well, those dogs live a long time, typically much longer than eight and a half years. It was very, I don't know if it was spider bite or. No, oh, you well, didn't ask to take her to the vet and get a post mortem or whatever they call didn't, it. She didn't. She wasn't comfortable doing that. Yeah. She was really, really upset. That she is upsetting. Are you still together? Oh yes. What was the dog's name? Her name is Lily. Lily. Yeah. The Maltese. That is a very sad story. Yeah, so now we are petless for now. Are you looking for one? I just got a fish tank last week, so. <laughs> I wouldn't put a dog in a fish tank. That would totally kill it. Well, the secret of that moral of the story, of course, is don't go to a wedding. <laughs> yes, yeah. clearly. No That's one should true. ever get married. Exactly. Here we go. Our show today is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule and a dog that's alive, the folks at Petite Pet Care <laughs> will take care of your pet in his or her own home. For loving care when you're not there, go to petitepetcare.com. Thank you to, to Basics Swim and Gym, a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. The all-new Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Thanks to the Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. You guys want another drink? We can hook you up. Yeah, yeah, flag them down. Go to Hangover Destroyer. Perfect perfect timing as well because I'm just talking about Hangover Destroyer. If you go to the Hangover Destroyer website, it's called hdestroyer.com and you write happy hour in the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and you too can seize the dawn. Thank you too to unlistednola.com. The revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. It's called unlistednola.com. <laughs> Thank you very much. Music by Andrew Duhon. Yay! Oh, thanks, y'all. Very nice. Okay, back to our regular programming. What are you thinking of playing today on the eve of your departure to the UK? Just always trying to bring you something fresh, Grant. All right. Something fresh and Tasty. brittle and, and, and yeah, yeah, green and, and, and unpolished and unfinished. So this one's... Uh, since um, it's a love song, Grant. Oh, that's it's unusual nice. for me. Well, very unusual. <laughs> Doesn't end with someone killing themselves or no, no, throwing themselves <laughs> under a train. It's all, it's all like pretty, pretty love song. But okay. I guess the, the the element that's more to my wheelhouse is it's kind of like the opposite of love at first sight, maybe. Ah, well, so kind of the commentary God, on some that. Some kind of a yeah. Duhon twist. To it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Looking for a goddamn thing. I was driving, see, 
pedal down in love with freedom the way it spun my wheels around if i was ever gonna fall in love it would have taken a blaze of glory a raging fire burning through my town and all you did was move back down Always had a spark about you, a slow and steady heart about you. Friends would leave and we'd spend hours hanging around. But there was nothing that it would amount to. You just had a spark about you, just a spark. And it's burning me down. Burning me down You're the very first cigarette The only one I don't regret And now I'm just another fool Who swears that he can quit On days when I swear I'm not in love Days when I miss freedom's touch When the thought of forever Gets to be too much I've always got a spark about you A slow and steady heart about you I swear the city ain't the same when you leave town I've always got a spark about you A slow and steady heart about you Just a spark oh, It's burning me down Oh, oh, oh burning me down Lovely. Nice. Nice. Hey, thanks, y'all. That is beautiful. I wouldn't say that's a totally positive song about love, given that it's burning you down. Which well, technically well, it tends not to be a positive thing with something burn, that's burned Burning down. me down. I think the, the comment there is, is that the me is like this embodiment of freedom that I... I kind of flubbed the first verse, but the first verse should instill the idea that this guy, me, is, uh, is of the, the self-identification of someone who's just that free soaring eagle and doesn't need right. anyone doesn't want anyone you know i got that did you mess that up i got that idea well, did yeah, you guys get that i totally got that yeah. that's an original yeah, I can yeah. that's a great song that's Thanks, a beautiful song. yeah, yeah. it's a real deal so i guess with the burning me down <laughs> part is song. the is the part of uh, the part that's getting burnt down is the part that that the expects lo- yeah the he, wa- lo- he the wants wall. to be free ah, but no he yeah. wants to be free and independent but now he feels like yeah oh man i'd yeah. rather have you yeah although that's what's burning that's burning away yeah, as the facade is burning away right is it a facade or is it just a, a mm. stage in, in life you know of, of needing to be independent to find yourself and that it doesn't have to be said but you know that's that's my idea of the thing i think i think i'm still kind of in that in that uh transition phase of the of the the wanderer who who needs to probably settle down eventually you know well can you've I been very adamant sorry Ashley, what's going on? Oh, i was gonna ask how old can i ask how old you are i'm 30 as of two weeks ago and <laughs> oh, it's, wow. it's burning me it's down burning <laughs> you down <laughs> <laughs> it's pulling the itch mm-hmm. oh. what did you think 30 is a big deal did you think that you would have 
be different by the time you got to 30 would have no, you know, been settled down? I think the the transition's been happening from 25 to 30, all the all the tiny right. little surrenders that, that, uh, that admit. That's funny because I actually read an article the other day that said before they would say we're all adults at 18, mm-hmm. but you're really not fully developed until 25 is what they're okay. saying now. Really? Easily. Yeah. I'm 42 and I don't think about it. Think, think about how many yeah. people made mistakes at <laughs> Only maybe 18 just to 21. Oh, yeah, know, just like, no clue. Well, not don't you clue. think you're making mistakes constantly for your whole life? I mean, that's true. Think how many times you turn around and go, "Geez, they're really, they're really yeah, fucked yeah." Of up. course, but I yeah. think I think eventually you kind of realize that you are your own entity, and that the mistakes that you make, you're accountable for, and it's your job to kind of fess right. up. But or also make define up. Accept, mistake. I mean, think about what I mean. That's just—is it really a mistake is if it a it's mistake? like moving yeah. you forward right. in your life in mm. just a different direction? Is it really? A and mistake? could you have done anything differently? Actually, yeah. Would you want to if you look back? I mean, I don't know. Well, like yeah, I, can, I sure. honestly had no idea who I was until I was 25. What happened at 25? You were in the you were in the well, military at that point. But but no, I mean, I, like I said, I went to college. I n- realized I didn't want to do what I was pursuing, and I didn't want to right. waste my time either. So, joined the military. What did you do in the military, by the way? Uh, engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I cool. did that for which, ten years. Which branch? Navy. Okay. Well, what were you actually doing in the Navy? Uh, I was in the nuclear propulsion field. So. Aircraft carriers. Another good sentence. Aircraft carriers are <laughs> are operated by nuclear reactors, yeah. and there's about 400 people that operate those two reactors. So, so you're not really well rounded at all. You've got really just a really straight <laughs> path from the time I you drink like a were lot. born. I drink a lot. <laughs> just, that's just, a, just, a, just another. You're more interesting than the people on the other side of the bar. <laughs> the bartender's got more going exactly. on. Exactly. G- you should tell your story. You're a you're a nuclear power engineer on a warship. Yeah, for eight years, two years of school. And then Where was the ship? Uh, all over the place. My my actually my first deployment was a week after nine eleven. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I went to I joined in ninety nine, two years of nuclear engineering school, and then uh, report to my command on August eighteenth. Nine eleven happened September eleventh, wow. and a week later we deployed and did one hundred and fifty nine days without seeing land. Hmm. Just. Launching airplanes and catching them. Launching and catching all day long. 159 days. <laughs> to catch them? <laughs> I did see one plane crash in the ocean in my, in my <sighs> eight years on a ship. But uh, it was a training exercise. Pilots were fine. Okay. 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 Yeah, it was just that was our, tax, co- our taxpayer money went off right just off the Just $2 billion <laughs> real quick in the ocean. Oh. It's $2 billion? Two one of those planes? Two billion dollars. Each. What costs all that? How about a carrier, though? Two. Two hundred billion. Yeah. Two hundred billion dollars. You're you're an engineer. It's the most complicated thing to design in the world. Yeah. Mm. A nuclear powered aircraft carrier. I was gonna say just an aircraft carrier, much less the whole like all the rest of the aspect of that. Yeah. Why does it have to be nuclear powered? Uh, Because it doesn't need refueling for twenty five years. For real. So the nuclear it makes its own power. I didn't realize that. All all ships are driven by steam for the most part so the oh only right. thing that changes is the heat source it's either oil or steam or steam is what's driving those giant ships so like a aircraft. reactor think of it it's just a hot rock it boils water they turn it into pure steam which turns a turbine and that creates electricity and turns the ship hmm. i had no That's idea a simple way of explaining nuclear power yeah mind blowing wow, that shouldn't have, that shouldn't have taken two years to learn that at school really should <laughs> I know. Could, could have done that in a week on exactly. youtube our taxpayers dollars yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so an aircraft carrier costs two hundred billion dollars, yeah. and a plane costs two billion dollars, and we're do- we're designing and paying all this money just 
to go and kill people. Basically. For the most part, I mean, you would hope that it would be for defense, but these days, you know, we're the well, world no police. One's g- nobody's going to attack us by ship. Or period, because... Well, period, okay. Well, hopefully. Because we have, we have what's called a, uh inherent defense in our submarines, which no one knows where they are at any given time. Hmm. Somebody hopefully knows. No we one, know. No one else knows. You know, the Navy knows. Yeah. How many submarines are there? Are you allowed to say that even? I don't even know. I was not submarine fleet, but there's a lot. So there's a bunch of submarines. Not f- I was going to say floating, I but they're not. They are, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just. I have an app just, for that. I'm going to break it. <laughs> to you got an app for that. Hold on. There's a whole bunch of submarines. There's an app for that. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of submarines in the ocean right now. When, what are they doing? What are the guys on the? So doing? our they're called ballistic missile submarines. These are the ones that go really deep and they're quiet and they're just everywhere. And people will not mess with the U.S. because they're there. Right. Okay. And so they attack us. Their whole country is destroyed. Or hopefully we've at least convinced them they're there. That would be a good way to save money. Just to make so people think that they're there. It's a good story. Yeah. China, for <laughs> instance, was like bucking up on us a few years ago. And we surfaced three submarines off their coast in an hour. But they had no idea wow. we were there. And then we just went away again. Just to make a point. And yep. different numbers. They all have point numbers. Made. Made. Oh, and we're yeah. just like, yeah, keep. Keep pushing the button. Yeah. Watch what happens. Keep poking the bear. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that is actually why the U.S. is safe is because of those subs out there. Mm. There's and really then, only five, and they just go away. Yeah, there's only five. <laughs> Do you know they, anything? They change the numbers, they change the numbers <laughs> exactly. on each <laughs> Do you know anything about ISIS? No, not so much. I just know they're terrorists. and. But you don't know anything on the inside like you know about the submarines? I've been out since 2010. Yeah, I guess they're relatively recent. Yeah, ISIS. ISIS right. They're, well, re- they're JV. Re, um, redefined. redefined. JV. Recent. JV. That was, that was just the quote. What does it mean? Ob- Obama called him a JV yeah. back nice. in the day. Did he? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? Uh, it meant that they weren't a serious threat. Which so there's varsity and there's junior varsity. And so there's Ju- Oh, I JV. see. It's a sports quote. Yeah. Sports the president of the United States says that ISIS is nothing to worry about. When they first appeared. Back in the day. Well, did, when they first appeared. Oh, that was originally. Yeah, and now we obviously wow. know that they're a little more Come substantial. Come on. JV. They're really extraordinary what they've done. They've yeah, rolled across the amazing how, what they, the territory they've taken. They're going to take over the whole of Iraq eventually. It won't be that far off now. They're almost at Baghdad. Right? Do you know any of this stuff? I just read in the New York I've, Times. I try to follow it, but yeah, it's interesting. I try not to, you know focus on it too much because I know well let's focus on this Ashley's oh, Twitter Lord. profile alright I mean, she thought she got it. look I at the blog like, let's keep talking about ISIS look at the blog that oh, I that found had a too. Blo- is it still up yeah it's called Fertile Myrtle yeah oh well the, yeah because I've changed a lot of that stuff but yeah I was for I, but you are Fertile Myrtle I was Fertile Myrtle because I lived on Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn and yeah. I had this sort of weird story about actually it's come full circle this week which is sort of strange um, just this week this, this week I got engaged to what uh, yeah to my son's father and we broke up five years ago alright so. yeah so you're well, actually it was no, but what's funny is your song is really like Shots. exactly, exactly Shots. what I, all this I about. I thought you were going right? to start crying while no, you were playing that song. No, no, I did. I don't cry, which is the whole point of your song. I don't. I, you don't there cry. Are no, I don't know that there are tears in here. I must have here. picked up something um, else. Born <laughs> without <laughs> tear ducts. Mace. Um, no, but it's... Um, you just got engaged to the father uh, yeah, of Yeah, so we were dating for a couple of years, broke up, found out I was pregnant two weeks later, and he was like, yeah, let's get back together. Like, yeah, maybe not. Me being pregnant has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. You didn't oh, change. Well, did it you? has something to do with him. Well, yeah, but he didn't didn't change him. So um, it's like, Gee, yeah, that's a very brave decision to make just to stop you there for a second, isn't it? 
I don't know. I mean, I, I what, no. What was brave. the brave decision? Was to break up with someone, then find out you're pregnant, and then decide not to to stick with the breaking up. I guess. Even I mean, I don't know that it was brave. brave. There are so many people I that think are it was brave. brave. But yeah, I don't. It was I would just, think that's brave. It was the easiest thing to do would be to say yes. Let's get back together. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can help me take oh, care of this child. Right. Yeah. But for me, it was. Yeah. It was. This is in Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. on, Mur- on Myrtle Avenue. On Myrtle Avenue. Yeah. So, this, so I wrote this, this whole blog about being a single parent, and, da, 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 and then I ended up, and I said some not so nice things about Eli's dad, or Elias is my son, yeah. um, about his dad, and I thought, well, I don't want him to ever be able to Google this, and so I took it all off, and so there's remnants. I just got the, yeah. I don't yeah. know, is there more than just yeah, yeah. this little there, Well, there paragraph was, yes, yes, there were months and months, because through, again, this is more information you need to know, but through my pregnancy, so I had the crazy ex-boyfriend and then I had my mother passed away during my pregnancy and then I moved so it was that whole sort of documentation of that and then when I went back and looked at it I thought I don't know that I want my son to know these things about his dad so I'm taking it down and I thought when I moved to New Orleans I would start this whole new like on my and then I was just like "Ah, I can't do it I can't I'm a single parent in New Orleans I can't have time to blog (laughs) so I just sort of dropped that so yeah those are so Fiddle Myrtle remains up there yeah I guess I'm yeah but can you are you want to take it all down or you disown it I guess I need to now that you're getting married to this guy so what the hell happened there so you broke up and and he stayed in Brooklyn he stayed in Brooklyn he stayed in Brooklyn New York we both lived in Brooklyn but worked in Manhattan and I moved down here, and so when Eli turned two, he moved the week before. It was actually he would have moved two weeks before, but Isaac happened or whatever that was. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one, one it was. Of those hurricanes. Yeah, exactly, right around Labor Day. Anyway, he moved um, just shortly after that. Moved here and moved here for you, or for him. For him. For Eli, so it could be close theory. to his son. So it could be close to his son, and so we sort of started this co-parenting deal, which turned out to be great. He was great dad. He was very supportive. I started dating someone else. Dated him for two years. It was awesome, and everything was great. And then um, the my relationship sort of deteriorated, um, and he just was very needy. And this, uh, but that's how that's why I break up with all my boyfriends. They're too needy, right? They're so too needy. They're too needy. It's yeah. a pattern. <laughs> I'm telling Sounds you, the like song was like, "Did you write that song?" <laughs> what um, does "too needy" mean? Just that whole like, oh, you got to talk to me every single day, and <laughs> we have oh, this. Other, so mostly when people start dating, then they you know they go out once a week, and then they go out twice a week, and, and then, then they, they like, like move in, and, and you, you don't want that bit. You want to well, stop it that. somewhere. Well, it's that especially when you are you know work uh, uh, have a sort of intense job and then um you have a kid who's two three four whatever and then so where's my time and then you have a boyfriend who wants like every moment that you you know you don't give to your son it's like well when when am <laughs> i in there what? Uh, so <laughs> right. um nope. so it's like yeah i got a it, song for that yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but and so, so how do you feel your sister <laughs> how do you make time without and still have a relationship well, so, for yourself. Okay, so this is what this is what ended up happening. Is so Eli's dad moves here. Um, I have my days off, and so I would spend some of them with my then boyfriend, and some of them alone, or or you know parts of them. Or I would figure out ways that sort of I could carve out a little time in my week for me. Okay. And when work gets really hectic, that was harder and harder because I needed those little free times, and uh, free time ended up being for work. Well, the boyfriend didn't you know, sort of frown upon that. Anyway, it just got really intense, and there was a lot of. Um, uh, friction and so anyway that deteriorated well, well everyone's pulling at pulling, you everybody exactly, wants exactly, you exactly okay so then dad is still hanging out and still I see him three times a week whether I like it or not because he's ex- we're exchanging this child and then we started hanging out a little more as a family and he had a big trip to go on maybe three weeks ago I mean we had not been dating at all he had a big trip to go on three weeks ago and he comes to me before this big trip he's going to the Middle East he's, he's Palestinian and said gives says a bunch of big words and which sort of startled me. He went away, and then when he came back, I actually went away because I had vacation already scheduled. And then when we both finally got back in the city, 
we had this conversation. He said he was going to marry me. I said, is that a statement or a question? He said, it's a question. I said, yes. And we got engaged. Mm. So here we are. But it's the same thing where, like, I've always been really independent and really not, you know, not been down. I've spent my whole life. What happened there? There was a moment where you said, I'd want time to myself and all these fucking people are (laughs) pulling at me and I can't get a moment for myself. And now you're going to marry one of them. But I think that... What was was the, what's the missing paragraph? There well, the missing, I think the missing paragraph is that that person's okay for me to have time for myself. He was the only person in the in the equation that was okay with me, ha- understood, and okay. like actually took some of the burden away. Everybody else was adding it on. Mm. And as I mean, I adore nice. my son, but you know, I only have so much to say to a four year old. You know, like, I, I, I'm actually very much introverted. Need you know, I need to regroup. Um, so what are you going to do? Are you going to move in together and be like a traditional family? We're looking family? for a house. We're doing the whole thing. But we're going to, I told him, I was like, the way this is going to work is that, you know, this whole like, you have Tuesdays and Thursdays and I have, it's like, we're going to sort of need to keep that where you pick him up on those days and you make dinner those days. And maybe one of those days I go out with my friends and we. But we that's a pretty cool marriage. I would I think that's yeah. a great idea. The thing that made me think it was right was that we, we are really good at working together in the, you know in that right. way in time and to And you have history. You have enough oh time. Yeah. That you, there's no surprises. No, yeah. He's not going to like Exactly. He was pop. he's the only the thing that made the difference was I've dated a lot of men who said, you know, I could date anyone I want, but I choose you. Like I'm I was like, "Oh, gee, thanks. Don't be doing any favors." But he what his difference the difference in him was I if it's not you, it's no one. I was like, "Oh, well that's a totally different statement." And you know, I've gained respect for him over the year. Like we, there was, you know. Are you are you in love with him? Is, oh, he, I, is he in love with you? Uh, yeah. I've so you've been in love with each other this whole time. I won't know that. I don't know that. It's, I mean, it's not like birds and swoony prints and whatever. It's like I really respect him, and I really love him for what he. I mean, it's hard not to love someone who loves your son that much. But it's also like I really well, love son, him for it's all. It's his son too. I know, but when you, I'm just, I understand. But he doesn't get a cookie for loving it. You know, like I mean, it's like. There's a difference he, between being in love up. and then loving someone. Yeah, and like when you're choosing in love, and that's you like choose. That flowery, like yeah. fleeting, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's not but a high school kind of like twinkle-eyed thing. It's long-term. Yeah. You know, like there's a big difference. Yeah. In love is like that butterflies and yeah. Yeah. everything else. I think else. I just really love and that him. that doesn't and last. I, and if I, it does, you've got a chemical imbalance. <laughs> like, seriously. Or you can right. have both. But I think I really respect him, and I'm a, I appreciate the fact that he went out of his way for both of us and that he's always been supportive even though he knew I was dating someone else and whatever he would take out my trash and he was always supportive of me and what I needed to do and whether I was with someone else or not he was solid teammate wow he sounds like a pretty cool guy this guy yeah 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 he really he's grown up a lot he's significantly younger than me significantly younger well eight years I don't know if that makes that means that's not that that young man a thing or two I'm sure well teaching you bring up the funny interesting that's how we met I was his teacher Nice. <laughs> Uh-oh. Instructor. I'll say instructor. College instructor. He was your college pupil. His college. first, his first class to ever take is was the first class I ever taught. Was he an architect? What? Architect, yes. He's an architect too. He's an architect too. Yeah. Okay. So and now he's building you a home. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 more wisdom one day. No, no, so I moved to New York and like after and he was still in school or whatever, and then he moved to New York several years later. And you know, when you move to New York, you don't know anyone. Moved to New York from where was it? Where did you in, meet? At UT, at at University UT. of Texas. Texas. Okay. Moved to New York. He got in touch because his whole little class got in touch because you, when you move to New York, you don't know anyone. You're looking for connections. Mm-hmm. You're looking for, can you help me find a job? We started hanging out with a big group. Um, I would sort of take them out to dinner every month or so because they were broke and I knew what that felt like. And then all of a sudden, like one guy goes back to grad school. One guy goes back to home. And eventually it was just me and him. By attrition. 
Yeah. You and ended then up we with spent Scott. more and more time together. And then eventually <laughs> he and I, he was not dating anyone. I was not dating anyone. We had sort of developed this relationship. I've known him since he was 18. I mean, it's, I've known him for 15 years. So, yeah. This is a pretty romantic we, little story, actually. See, that's when what you it's about. It. You build it a little, you know, brick by brick, the whole, you know. It's, oh, my God. It's been pebble by pebble. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say pebble by pebble. Yeah, but, you sand know. Were you really? bead by yeah. sand yeah. bead. Yeah, so. Yeah. You've got a song about that. I just. I th- uh, you I'm do have a song about that with this. Stone. Oh, Pick sure. Yeah. Stone. Well, yeah. Um, but but I think you know I'm I'm only 30 years old and I don't get it. But <laughs> I I think uh, I think the more that I I'm growing to figure out where I need to be in my own romantic relationships and uh, and and how to handle that situation, it seems more and more like the whole fireworks thing is a fleeting thing that you should pay no attention to. Right. But to to meet somebody who you respect mutually and that you believe in mutually and that you make a good team together that's something to pay some notice to and give some time and some effort to and see what you can build out of that and see if you can't you know and the fireworks are a bonus yeah if they're there i would say the interesting thing is that it makes me think about like all the people you date before who you lose respect for in one way or another or there's some reason why you break up but then you're you leave each other right you don't but he and i were sort of forced to stay in touch because we have this kid together and Mm. so I got to watch him grow up. He, cha- he people change, right? He he became the man that I wanted him to be back then. He just wasn't. So it's somehow he was always a good person, mm-hmm. and I have always thought he was a good person. Was he under twenty five? He was eighteen. Well, well, when I met, I no, we didn't See? know there was nothing. There it is. You're not a man. Okay, you've got a bizarre tattoo as well. I just noticed. I was going to ask you about that. I love that. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. You've got writing on your arm as so, well. Okay, so what is? It's beautiful. It's funny that you said earlier that like you have the hydras. I actually use this to screen my employers. Mm. If this is a problem, <laughs> I don't want to work for them. Well, <laughs> we have different lives. <laughs> but um, but hang on. What does it say? It says not all those who wander are lost. It's a Oh. Yeah, J.R. This Tolkien must have quote. really hurt. Okay. And I got it. I got it on Christmas in Costa Rica. And I actually just this I, past I, Christmas or a no, few no, Christmases a ago. Uh, 2011, I think. Right when you first started this job. Yeah, but I told him to make it look like a blurry pirate tattoo. I didn't want it clean and like oh, I was no. like, I was just like, make who's it. the best person with lime weight? And they gave me this. Guy I was like, I want blowouts. I were, want it. I were you drunk as hell when you? No, I was just. It was just with like a knife. I get a tattoo everywhere I live. Do you? Are you like a sailor? You are a sailor. I am a sailor. Yeah. Was, yeah. was yeah. yeah. So you've got tattoos all over you. That's that killer. must have hurt like hell the, on the elbow. I, oh that, yeah, that's that that's a tribute to my navy Whoa, days. Whoa, man, that's like a cross. That's, that moral, that's a compass rose. That's a compass. That looks and, uh, terrible. I call that it looks very painful, but it looks it's painful. It's always changing. You never know where <laughs> north and south is. Oh, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I like. And I what like else you got? What you got on your other arms? Um, I got this one in San Francisco. Oh, that's amazing. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, Allison, you have to take a photo of that. That's good. Yeah, you have to take it. I like the the eyebrows that come along with it. Uh, There's about, I would say there's 13 close friends that have this tattoo in different forms, like different forms of mustaches. Who dreamt that up? Did you dream that Uh, up? I was was the second person to get it. Uh, We had a very close group of friends in Virginia Beach back in the day. And uh, one of my friends, Chad, I think he was the first one to get it. And I was like, we should all get it great and just idea. freak people okay. out of a bar. <laughs> if like you're all at a like bar one, together. Two, three, so what this is, let me just do. describe this. <laughs> like if you, you ha- need to choose a song that when it comes on the, like, on the overhead. Well, what you just sucks is now I'm by myself here in New Orleans. And not by myself. I've made a lot, some great friends here. And I love this city. But but none of them have your tattoo? All of those guys are <laughs> everywhere else. They're all over the world now. Some are in Amsterdam, right. Thailand, California, everywhere. And so... 
Now when I flash, I just look like a weirdo with a mustache tattoo. But finger. isn't that a great thing? I mean, isn't like you know, it's that sort of idea of like when you're all when like you and your family are all separate, and you're like, oh, when I look up at the moon, we all see the same moon or whatever. But like you all, the are, best part we was all have mustaches have tattooed mustaches. on our fingers. <laughs> yes, okay, and we were all just home. You know I mean? Yeah, we were all just home for a wedding two weeks ago, and it was it's been years, but we were all there, and we we're just like. Mustache picture. Like. Okay, so can you describe? Let me just describe this to people. If you want, oh, yeah. go to our Facebook page, it's New Orleans, uh, or or go to our f- website, it's neworleans.com, and look for the show. And it's it's a, if you it's a it's a mustache that's tattooed on your what finger is that called? Index finger. Finger. First yeah, finger. Index. Yeah. Index finger. Inside of your index. I used on to the joke inside I couldn't grow one, so I just tattooed <laughs> one instead. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, and so when you hold it up to your face. It looks like you've got a mustache. It's like a little disguise. It's it is crazy. And it's also the I like that it's sort of Dali. It's not like yeah, you know, I, I chose it's not a porn French mustache. Oh, you could or a get Hitler like a Hitler mustache. mustache. Yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends does. He calls it Russian. Yeah. But okay, it's Russian. That's yeah. very weird. He's yeah. got a weird sense of humor. I don't think that's Russian. Did people used to have that mustache when Hitler got it? Was that like fashionable? Or did he yes, do, it was. Did he invent yeah, that? Yeah, it was. That was a look. And then that basically stopped it. That was the end of that. And also stopped the name. Adolf people that was a very popular well, what name. about Hitler you don't meet anyone called Hitler anymore <laughs> no, if your last name is Hitler you're I like guess you're changing it you're like hiding in South Hitler. America <laughs> <laughs> my name is Himmler okay listen we've got to get out of here and the sad part about this whole story is today that we never got onto Ashley's Twitter oh, profile it starts off with, with birth and it ends up with move there you go but wow. now it should end up with married yeah because boyfriend baby, baby move, move and then marriage, marriage. Yeah. next house you said you're looking uh, yeah, I'm looking. It's terrible in New Orleans. It's I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it anyway because we can't tease yeah. people all this Go way. Ahead. Okay, here's Ashley's Twitter profile. It says birth dash. There's a dash between all these words. Birth, school, move, school and golf. We didn't even get on to golf yeah, at all. Really. Move, work like a dog, work less, <laughs> friends, martinis, music, yoga, new boyfriend, tennis, jettison boyfriend, baby, <laughs> there you go. move, and now, now marriage. Yeah. B- the, the, the jettisoned boyfriend is now. Yeah, jettisoned boyfriend. boyfriend is now the yeah. actual is husband. Uh, Potential. Future. Future future. husband. Not what general. happens when you hear that word husband? You seem to have a bit of a reaction to that. A <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's, it gives me a moment. <laughs> it's conventional. I've s- like I said, I've, sp- I've spent a lot of time trying not to be married, and so here you go. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, what do you think saying this is my husband? What does Eli say? Do you say fiancé? Eli, okay, so Eli's response was, yeah, we're going to be like the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> he was psyched. He's very psyched. And he uh, said, but we're going to need another bedroom. If he moves in with us, we're going to need another bedroom. That's right. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, you're on to something. <laughs> that may just make this that's, work. <laughs> uh, that's where you need I, the bigger I house. I have some friends who are 40-something and married and have a great son, a uh, great kid, and, and they have an extra bedroom because the, the guy is actually a musician, so when he gets yeah. home late. But it's really because they're both that type, you know, that like their space. They want their and every own now and room. again, they want their own room. I like that. Maybe that makes a lot of sense. Maybe. My extra bedroom is a couch. I also like to snuggle, but. You're right. My extra bedroom is a couch. Yeah. You do? Yeah. You go to your bedroom and I'm Ooh, like, maybe a tree but what time house. is your. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's true. You can build a house. Mm-hmm. What, um, what, what hours does your wife keep if you go to bed at five in the morning? Uh, girlfriend keeps I was say, girlfriend. What Sorry, happened? Jesus Whoa, Christ. That was a bit in. of a slip. Sorry. <laughs> She's girlfriend. listening too. So. Yeah. Okay. Damn. What, um, uh, what else does she She's a dental assistant here in Uptown. Okay. Uh, actually, um, and she keeps normal hours, like, uh, well, semi-normal, 10 to 7 on Mondays and Wednesdays and 9 to 5 on... Okay. So what happens? You, I might have to figure this out. You come home at what time? You I normally am, I'm home 1230 or so. Is she still up? Oh, yeah. She actually stays up. She's a trooper. 
Okay. She loves you. Ah. So she, oh, she's like, and I'm always yelling at her like, "You're gonna <laughs> screw someone's teeth up tomorrow. Go to sleep. <laughs> Go upstairs." And she's like, "Yeah, what's her name? I have a dentist appointment in two weeks. I just want to make sure." Actually, her <laughs> boss just got named best dentist in New Orleans oh, this nice. month. Nice. Yeah, Camenzuli Dental. Camenzuli. Yeah. Dentist of the month. All right. Yeah. Camenzuli. Uh, that's got a nice ring to it. Number where? one dentist for June 2015. It's pretty wild. Where is that Camenzuli? It's actually uh, uptown. It's on Amelia, right behind Toro. He's got oh, a nice okay. little practice. He bought it from a guy who was retiring and Sweet. smart because he oh, hires it's right a bunch. there. It's on that one-way street. Yeah, 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 right there. Right there, Dr. They do Cambrone the, or something. Is the there. Fast braces, I think they call it. Fast braces. Oh, I need some of those. You get braces you? in six months instead of three years. Sweet. Is that right? Are they cheaper? I really need and those. And they're cheaper. How is that possible? I'm going to write that down because it, yeah, I want that's those. good to know. Camenzuli, how do you spell that? I'm going to charge him for this. But uh, C-A. We should charge him. <laughs> <laughs> I need those. C-A. C-A-M. E-N-Z-U-L-I. Okay. And Fast she's, braces. She's it's a woman? Basically, his yeah, number one assistant. She also runs his office and does the ordering and stuff like that. So she's, she's in the operations end of it as well. Yeah, like she you. loves it. Yeah. You guys are an interesting couple. And yeah. you guys are an interesting couple as well. Mm-hmm. Couples are we should, interesting. We should it's do a nice foursome. I like, I like the, the, the element of just having two guests because then you kind of get a little bit more in-depth yeah. where the good stuff is. Yeah. Shall you use well, that you, more? Like we're, we we're usually have a music guest as well, which is our third, but we yeah. made Andrew be the music guest and he's going to be gone right, for the next. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, we should stick with this It's plan. a good thing you play guitar and sing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out really well. What a yeah. fluke. <laughs> do, you play, do you play around town? I do, yeah. yeah. Where do you play? Uh, my favorite spots are... Um, I like DBA on Frenchman Street, and I like yeah. Carrollton Station. You know Julia, doing Julia DBA? Who is it? Julia, Filipino bartender. <sighs> yeah, 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 I do. I used to work so with her. Is nice. Is yeah. it a band or are you? I have a band. Uh, mm. Just call it the Andrew Duhon Trio. Okay. But, um, you do you know. guys have Spotify or any other way of stealing music? I was going to say, I will definitely figure this out. Yeah, I love everything. Yeah. Andrew that, has a Grammy-nominated album. You can, you can pill for the Grammy-nominated album The Moorings. Spotify, Get that yeah. for nothing awesome. on Spotify. Check that out. He's a fucking genius. You'll have to awesome songwriter. Well, it's poetry. The lyrics. Yeah, man. Come we, on. we do live acts on Saturday. Is that and, right? And I'm looking for someone on Friday. So yeah. I know a guy. Well, right here. Yeah, I know Unfortunately, a guy. I know a guy now this too. guy I know is going to the UK tomorrow, but other than that, he's coming yeah. back. When are you ah, coming geez. back, by the way? Uh, July 28th. Oh, man. It's a long Provided way Provided you go see my ancestors in Wilshire, we'll talk when you get back. Yeah, deal. Are we doing Stonehenge? That's my only I think so. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley McLaren and Alan Wilshire. And and Andrew Duhon, of course. Bon voyage, Andrew. Come back soon. Can't wait. That's happy hour for today. Thank you so much for joining us. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, and our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit around a table for about an hour and have a couple of free drinks. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's itsneworleans.com, where you can check out many other happy hours and some other shows we make here as well at INO Broadcasting. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajek. True to the game with Chris True. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker. Milo's Music Power with Kim Vu. And The Revolution, you're a new way to buy a house in New Orleans. Unlisted NOLA. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show. You see a photo of Alan's moustache on his finger and uh, see what we all look like. You can find those photos on itsneworleans.com. 
and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. And thank you to Alison Moon, who took those photos. If you listen to the show on iTunes or on Stitcher or some other podcast app that you prefer better, and I don't blame you, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That really does help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass and have a happy hour every day for three hours between four and seven. Happy hour. This one is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. For Andrew Duhon, thank you so much for joining us. And on behalf of everyone around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting, I'll see you back here next week. I'm Grant Morris. We'll be back at Wayfair for happy hour next time. Bye.